Good morning, and welcome to Older Ears Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Nessa R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater uh, in Toronto, Canada. Today is Friday, March 26, 2021, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 47, paragraph 1, starting with, When Therefore We Speak to You of God. Today's readers are... Susan H., Shirley F., and Ross G. Um, the reference numbers are for um, yesterday, March 20, Thursday, March 25th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting, 16648. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 16649. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Tenzin P. will read the 12 steps. Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, everyone. Uh, here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly, asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. And now Jane S. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Jane. Jane, please press star one. We don't hear you. Jane, are you there? Am I being heard? Nessa, you're being heard, yes. Oh, thank you. Nessa, I can go ahead and read this. This is Katie G from Boston. Awesome. Go ahead. Are you looking for the 12 traditions? Please. Correct? Okay. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, these groups should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. <clears throat> 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Nessa. Thank you, KDG, for uh, pinch hitting. And uh, okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting, meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and press start one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, today we resume our study of the big book on page 47, uh, the first paragraph and only that paragraph um, that starts with, when therefore we speak to you of God. And now I will ask Susan H. to begin reading. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, SF. Thanks for your service. Uh, this is Susan H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio and always grateful to be here. When therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This applies too to other spiritual expressions which you find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth, but if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. And I recall reading this with my sponsor, and what a relief. What a relief. I, I, I was agnostic, and, and um, although I had searched, I had searched in churches, and I had uh, just did not find what, what I thought. I, I, I guess I had uh, too clear of a picture of what God should be. And, uh, yeah, that wasn't what I was looking for or shopping for, I guess. But the fact is, I was desperate. When we read this, oh, what a relief. My own not very good conception of a higher power is okay. It's so so. I had to begin somewhere because I was hopeless. And yeah, um, so we used our own conception. However limited, it was extremely limited. And this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth. And I find as the, con- as the journey continues that the learning about a higher power and how I relate to a higher power does not stop. So we continue to start where we are. Falling short from time to time, human always. If I think I got it, there's more coming. And the more, the more that comes along, the more I trust. So I'm very grateful to be able to study this with the group today. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Um, I pass. Thank you, Susan H., for getting us started. Um, Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every... Nessa, we lost you. Can you please uh, star one to unmute? Nessa R., star one to unmute. Nessa R, star one to unmute your phone. 
Okay. If Nessa is not there, what I'm going to do, this is Katie G. I'm sure she'll be coming back in momentarily. So what I'm going to do is if you are, if you've not shared in the last couple of days, so that would be today's Friday, so that would be Wednesday or Thursday, please press star one so I can take your name. And Nessa R., when you join us again, if you could please let me know. Uh, let's hear your name. Charles. Vanessa Rick N. John N. Charles, Kathy, Vanessa, Denise. John Kathy, N. Rick, I got you, Johan. Johan. I got you, Kathy. I, I'm going to let you guys know who I have. I have Charles H., Vanessa N., I think it is. Denise, I don't know the last name. But you know what? I think that was actually Bernice. So let's do Bernice, Hi, Kathy back. C, Sorry, and Johan. Okay, delightful. Now, Nessa, I will send you the names, but the na the order that we're going in, if everybody could okay. meet while I just get caught up, I'll send you these names, Nessa. We've got Charles H., Vanessa N., Bernice, Kathy C., and Johan. So that's a good, excuse me? You're going too fast. You're going too I'm gonna, fast. I'll send, you, I'll send you the list. Let's get started with Charles H., and I'll okay. send you the list so you have okay. it, Okay. All right, okay, good morning, perfect. Charles. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. This is Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I love this. Um, it says the word God in this paragraph four times and at least 29 times in the entire uh, chapter four, we agnostics, without, you know, without proof. And I'm grateful that um, to, to be able to reference page 12, 25, 29, and 50, where, you know, it talks about, you know, you can have your own conception, you know, and, and there's an array of conceptions of God on the line. And, you know, even though the text doesn't mention higher power, it mentions a lot of different words. Um, but, you know, for me, the good part was, like, to lay aside any prejudice I may have against spiritual terms. And, you know, for me, the difference between religion and, and spirituality is people. You know, um, I'm imperfectly... Um, human, and I, I'm grateful for it. And you know, I can I can commence to to, to grow spiritually one day at a time. Um, if I wish to grow, it had to start somewhere. So I had to start at, at desperation. I, at first, I started um, half-heartedly, and when I wholeheartedly professed my my God um, and embraced it, and despite offense, despite of, of, of difference in personality. And I respect everybody's personality. Um, my, I profess my higher power, despite people trying to throw tomatoes at me or whatever the case may be, I'm grateful. And I do not have a problem being persecuted for my spiritual growth in my higher power. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Charles H. Now, uh, Vanessa Ann, it's your turn, followed by Bernice. Good morning, Vanessa. Hi. Good morning, Nessa. This is Vanessa N. calling from California, gratefully recovering um, compulsive overeater. And yeah, this is such a great paragraph. So I, for the longest time, really struggled with the word God. Um, I was raised in a religion where God was not kind, God was punishing. And I've been a seeker my whole life. Um, and I used every possible other word I could think of to avoid the word God, such as universal life force energy, quantum field, um, 
you know, all kinds of things that I came up with. And I did finally, through working, through 12-step work, come to a place where I once again became comfortable with the word God. And it's just a lovely acronym for so many other things as well, like good orderly direction or um, there's lots of wonderful acronyms for it. But I found that that God is an all-encompassing word. And the beautiful thing that this text also teaches us in so many ways is that we get to have a higher power of our own understanding and also that the concept of that will change over time. And I know that mine certainly has changed and continues to evolve over time, my understanding of that higher power, which I am now calling God. Um, I also really like the sentence which said, um, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth. And one of the things that um, I have come to accept is that God loves me and all of us very much and wants the best for me and wants to help me and is there for me. And that God also does speak to me if I really listen. And if I can get quiet in my daily prayer and in my meditation and listen, God will guide me. And over time, that guidance becomes more and more clear. And as was already said in an earlier beautiful share, um, and both the shares have been amazing, um, you know, the more that I trust that, the more I receive the guidance and act on it and see the beautiful effects in my life, um, which I could write novels about, the more that that happens, the more I trust it. And my partnership and relationship with God continues to deepen every single day. Um, and it's just absolutely remarkable. I am so grateful for this fellowship, um, for all the amazing fellowships, for everybody doing service on this line, everybody sharing and listening, and my sponsor and all of my outreach partners. If you are new to this program, it really works. Keep coming back. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Vanessa Ann. Uh, Bernice, you're up, followed by Kathy. Kathy C. and Bernice, if you can give us the initial... Hi, this is Bernice S. I'm a recovered um, compulsive overeater um, from Rhode Island. I never said that, but um, <clears throat> I've never spoken in a meeting. I've been around um program for OA at the beginning for um, like over 35 years. And um, how I began, now I'm, I'm sharing because there's something my experience might be able to help someone. How I started was... Um, I acted as if, because I didn't believe in a God. However, there was evidence here. My sponsor, who had learned, lost hundreds of pounds, and I was over 400 pounds, so I needed to lose hundreds of pounds, said to me, every morning you get on your knees, and I'm Jewish, and I was taught not to get on my knees. You don't get on your knees. And I remember asking her, do you mean literally or figuratively? And she said, I don't know what you mean, get on your knees. So I remember doing that. And now I don't get on my knees. But I remember, to me, I took it as figuratively, like I was bowing down to food. But she didn't even mean that. The point is that I acted as if. I did all this stuff that, like, I don't do anymore, but I was acting as if. So, um, And now a belief in God has come a deep relief. So I'm very grateful, like, um, that I have that. That's like my forte, my ability to act as if when I need to. And um, I just wanted to offer that if that could help anyone who really doesn't believe or can be argumentative about it, just to act as if, if you want what um, the program offers or that the promise is offered. Um, that's it. Thank you. 
um, I forgot what to say, pass on, or I pass, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bernice, for your share. Uh, Kathy C., you're uh, up, followed by Johan M. Good morning. This is Kathy C. from Montreal, Canada. Thank you, everybody, for your service. Thank you for your shares. Um, you know, I, I, I noticed reading this, the passages the past uh, few days, that we see the word seek many times, at least three times I see it, and commence, right? So here they're, they're prepping us for what our solution is, is really we have to start commence to seek a higher power. Um, this, this is where, you know, I, I, I live today. Every day I start my day and I seek a higher power's will. I, I seek to get the wisdom, the knowledge, um, and this is where I grow and it changed. It changes. But at the very beginning, it was awkward, uncomfortable. I believe that there was a, a God out there, I think, somehow, but I really, truly did not have a relationship for me, right? Because it, it's, it's telling me that, you know, to affect my first conscience relationship with God, as, as, as however I understood him or it, and it says we have many spiritual expressions, right? So G-O-D are just three letters put together. We can call it, name it, whatever we'd like. But for me, building a relationship with God is my salvation today. My first conscience, you know, um, had to be one of like, okay, here I am. I'm open. I'm open to receive. I can't do this by myself. I need help with. And every day it grew. It grew. Very simple, very basic, but I had to consciously sit there and ask, be open for a power other than myself, because I was, I was not doing very well, and I felt the comfort. Just started very slowly, inch by inch. You know, life is a cinch. <laughs> yard by yard, life is hard. So slowly, every day during the day, I had to be open to receive a higher power, because I'm my own power. I, I, I it, I suffered. I didn't do very well. I wanted to do one thing and something else would happen. I'd get upset, frustrated. Oh, how come? You know, not at all comfortable or at ease. Not at all in a loving spirit, open spirit. Um, so this is where I had to start at the very beginning, wherever I was. But I wanted love. I wanted peace. I wanted kindness. I wanted to stop hurting myself with the food and hurting others after, you know, because whatever message you know, I, I carry a message. Is it one of frustration, one of kindness? So I'm eating, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm itself. But if, but if I'm open and I practice, you know, being how God would want me to be, there's another message there, one of kindness, openness, compassion. And life is great today because the world, as I see it, is in my head. That's where I have God now. He directs my thinking. Thank you so much for letting me share. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Kathy C. Next up, Johan N. And uh, then we'll take more names. Good morning, Johan. Hi, good morning. My name is Johan N. And I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Southern in Sweden. Uh, thanks so much for service uh, this morning, this day. And thanks for all the shares. It's been wonderful listening to all of you here. And the amazing paragraph as well. Uh, when I first came into the rooms, I 
call myself an atheist uh, and you know open opening this book for the first time it, uh, <laughs> there is a lot of God in it <laughs> so I really you know had I had I, I had a real problem with that uh, but at the same time I was so beaten by this disease and I was really out of ideas or yeah and everything I was completely hopeless so I was willing to you know I came to believe and you know to accept the higher power and my first sponsor my first sponsor said uh, can you can you believe that the higher power have helped me and I could believe that and uh, you know seeing how he had recovered and with that I was I was well on my way uh, and it also says that uh, afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. And I mean, today, today I'm, I'm completely open for, for 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 this, and completely open for for a higher power because I need this higher power in my life every day. Without uh, without God, uh, I, I I can't be abstinent because it's not me. Uh, keeping myself abstinent. It's God keeping me abstinent uh, by, you know, by the work that I do to stay in connection with him. So it's, it's very important for me to remember, even though I you know, work through the steps and I have recovered, I need to, uh, in order to stay recovered one day at a time, I need to keep working these steps one day at a time. Uh, and if I, if I just do the footwork, uh, God will do the rest. And I think that's a pretty good deal. Thank you. I'll pause. Thank you, Johanem. Um, before I take any more names, um, let you know that we are on page 47, the first paragraph. When, therefore, we speak to you of God, and although we um, value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience, too. Um, who would like to share? Sheer F. Sherry? Sheer. Sheer. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Laura Luby. Laura? Thank you. Rick J. Sandy K. Kristen A. Kristen A. Okay, bring one or two more names. I'll tell you who I have um, at the moment. Sheer S, Laura B, Colleen M. Rick J. Sorry, Colleen. Uh, Sandy K, Kristen H, Colleen M. Okay, let's go with that uh, with that lineup. I'll I'll, I'll read it again. Um, Sheer S, Laura B, Rick J, Sandy K, Kristen H, Colin M. So, um, Sheer, go ahead, followed by Laura B. Good morning. This is Sheer F from Northern New York. And um, I came into the program, like so many people, with a conception of a God that was just um, horrifying <laughs> and punishing and angry and I wanted to be an atheist but I couldn't be an atheist because 
that God was so lodged in my heart and soul that I just felt like I was being punished all the time and I couldn't do anything right. And when I came into OA over 20 years ago and they said I could come up with my own conception of God, it, it was I couldn't even really fathom how to do it. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was just a giant wave, like the wave in that Japanese painting, and it's just like... But it's that good orderly direction, although I didn't think of it at that time, but um, just this wave of the right way to go. And if I aligned myself with that wave, everything would be fine. And if I didn't, <laughs> I would drown. Um, and that really helped me for a long time. Um, but I wanted to share like all the different conceptions that I've had over time and kind of where I am at now. So that was then. And then, um, then I got this image of like a huge ship I, I don't even know like with a gray hull just sort of steadily going through the water with handles on the side and I could swim on my own next to the ship and flounder or I could just grab onto the handles and be carried along um, so that was my higher power for a while and then um, in my woods there's this pine tree that has grown in kind of a squiggly shape and right at hug level <laughs> it has sort of a protrusion that's almost like a pregnant belly and one time I was just so upset about something I had done and I went down there and I I hugged that belly and I I lay on it and just cried and it made me feel so much better so for a long time I used that tree as my higher power um and then when my husband was getting sober for the umpteenth time and he had to try to figure out God and it was hard for him and we decided that we would call God George <laughs> because it was just easier um, and didn't trigger so many things that so we would pray to George um, but now I've come to a point where it's just I, I have no physical image of God I just pray knowing that I am surrounded by a power greater than myself because I'm not the one making the trees grow or the air breathable or any of that stuff. So obviously I'm in it. It's all around me. It doesn't have one particular form. And I'm finally okay with that. And most of the time I don't feel like I'm going to get hit by a lightning. Time. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that with those who are maybe thinking about how to conceptualize God. So thank you. I pass. Thank you, Sheer S. Um, Laura B., you're up, followed by Rick J. Good morning, visionaries. This is Laura Lou B. from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I, you know, I've worked our steps thinking that I was releasing things and believing in um, a power greater than myself. I had to believe because on my own, I was binging and couldn't stop and couldn't stop watching TV and eating every single night and then getting up at 6 in the morning to be a mom and go to work and uh, pretty much hating, uh, hating my morning self for hating my night self for how my morning self was suffering and I couldn't put the pieces of my life together. And when I begged for help, uh, when I prayed, you know, I miracles happened. Like I started listening to this meeting every day, <laughs> and 
And then um, more miracles happened that I heard you say that if I put all of the ingredients down that triggered my disease and then worked the 12 steps to relieve me of an obsession, um, that my higher power, who I am calling God now, would relieve me of this terrible disease. And you know, I've had binge eating disorder since I was 11 years old. And never so many years of my life did not think that I would ever be free. Um, and there's a lot of depression and hopelessness in that. But today, um, you know, I've, I've packed a lunch for myself at work. I Everything in my lunch I, is um, safe, and I know it's safe because I've run it run it by my sponsor and my higher power and a nutritionist and they're slowly the pieces of my life are coming together and um my my newest sponsor has recommended praying morning and night and asking God please protect me and please love me I don't have to understand why that works but every night and every morning when I'm saying please protect me please love me um and then I find myself continuing to talk and pray to God, um, the relationship is deepening. And I, I can't really expect a relationship to deepen with someone that I'm not calling. It's like my mom. She's like, well, you don't call me. Well, she doesn't call. You know, we get all that going on. Um, and that's just not how you build a relationship. So it's working for me, and I'm really trying not to let my intellectual brain uh, get in my way because it doesn't – my brain never fixed me, but my heart is guiding me, and um, and I believe that's where my higher power resides. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here, and have a great Friday. Thank you, Laura Lee B. Um, Rick J., you're next, followed by Sandy K. Hey, good morning, Nesta. My name is Rick J. I'm a compulsive overeater in North Carolina, recovered, but damn sure not cured. And um, this paragraph... And, and this part of, of the big book uh, in We Agnostics was, um, was crucial and pivotal in me um, turning away from my old conceptions of, of the God of my understanding. And I love that it, it says that, uh, yeah, when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. You know, God as we understood him, and, and they they include that in steps 2 and 11. I mean, I'm sorry, steps 3 and 11. And um, I've, I've learned that this comes from Jimmy B., whose story is in the vicious cycle. And, um, you know, he was a pissed-off atheist, just like me when I got here. And thanks to Jimmy, we have those expressions in there, um, that clarification and reading his story, and I recommend that to anyone who's struggling. Um, just just read the story, of the vicious cycle, um, and it it really for me, I'm like, oh okay, I'm not alone. And who knew that this pissed off atheist would someday save my life? So I don't have to to identify myself in as uh, you know an atheist or an agnostic. It's simply I I came to believe in a power greater than myself. And uh, I have a God of my understanding that works for me. That's all I need. So I don't need to, um, you know, connect it up with anything other than I've worked the steps and I have a relationship with the higher power that I 
sometimes call God. And I love it that it says, do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms, including God, uh, deter you from honestly asking myself what they mean to me. I have to ask myself, what does that really mean to me? And it's only my interpretation that counts. I have to have a belief and an understanding of something that's bigger than me and then start from there and let it grow. I, I visualize, you know, all this this conception of, of a higher power and God as we understand him as as like a seed. And with, with each of us, this seed continues to grow. And what it grows into, it, it may, you know, it may be a completely different tree than yours or a different plant than yours, but it's something that continues to grow. And I I love that. All I have to do is just keep nurturing that seed and keep connecting to that seed because um, that's what is keeping me from, you know, the powerlessness over this disease. And I am powerless. I am completely powerless, but I'm not helpless. I choose to keep connecting into this power greater than me every day, just one day at a time. But um, I have to do that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Rick J. Um, Sandy K., it's your turn, followed by Kristen H. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sandy K. from Cleveland, Ohio, and this is my first time speaking here. Um, I'm so grateful to have found this program. I listen in every morning. Um, I'm truly, truly grateful for everything I'm learning here. Um, When we speak about higher power for me, Um, I got this from somebody a few weeks ago here that says, and I wrote it down, and it's in front of me, I am powerless without, I am hopeless without God. And my sponsor has been moving me more and more away from wanting to talk about food, and she reminds me the last to go is the food. And I stay working, you know, the steps with her and, and working on my spiritual side of my program. Um, I am about... 14, 15 months uh, sober and grateful for it. When I came back to this program, I was so broken and I was a mess. I My diabetes was out of control, taking 1,000 milligrams of metformin a day. Um, I'm grateful to say by the grace of God in this program, I'm no longer taking any medication and I'm walking and I'm living a life today. And it's just about finding myself in this program and getting so much more out of it than the way I was living before. Um, so with that, I'll pass, and I just want to say thank you all for everything. Thank you, Sandy Case. So nice hearing your voice. Um, Kristen H., you're next, followed by Colleen M. Good morning. This is Kristen H. from Houston, Texas. Um, I love this whole chapter and I love the last few paragraphs in this paragraph because when I came into this program, I was an atheist and I was a very devout atheist, um, maybe a little bit angry too. um, And I had no room in my heart or my head or anywhere, you know, my, my food plan for, for a higher power. But what this, what this, chapter did and what this paragraph does is I just feel like they go to great lengths to really emphasize that it doesn't have to be the way you think it has to be. It doesn't have to be the way that I was taught it had to be. It doesn't have to be the way that I'm currently living. All I need is just a sliver of willingness 
just a small bit of willingness to believe that not everything in the universe that I experience comes from my own head. And that was, when it was put to me that way, there was really not much of a fight I could put up, right? I, I believe all kinds of things. Like, you know, I understand, I believe that, you know, when I flip the power switch, that the lights are going to come on. I don't understand electricity, but I just know that it's going to happen. And why was I fighting so much when, you know, when it came to a higher power? So I found that sliver of willingness, which has blossomed into a great, uh, a healer is how I view my higher power, someone who can heal me, the sickness in me, um, and the, the way that I think that's broken. So I think it's just really um, wonderful and beautiful. And I recently lost contact with my higher power, and I've been going through a really painful time with that. And listening to this meeting the last several weeks has really, really helped that. And yesterday's meeting was really beautiful, and today's meeting have really helped me remember and reconnect to my higher power and remember what's important. So if you come in with a prejudice like I came in, there is hope. I just think that looking for just the sliver of willingness, just the willingness to say maybe there's something more to this universe. So thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Kristen H. Colleen M., you're next, and then we'll take more names. Hey, thank you. This is Colleen M. as in Mary from Maryland. And uh, just thank everyone for your service and, and the shares so far. I um, I really struggle with the uh, concept of a higher power. I grew up in a church my whole life, um, had a relationship with with God um, most of my life and into my most of my adult life. But I then my disease took over. And um, uh, when I got back here the, the last time, um, I was so defeated and could not in my wildest dreams think of how I would be able to connect to a, to a higher power. And I now see that as just my ego. Um, I wanted a higher power that would do my will. And that's not how it works. And it took me quite a lot of surrendering and death to self to be able to get to a point where I finally, after several years of working the program, um, feel that I have been able to give up um, all of my um, addictive substances and uh, behaviors. And, and God keeps revealing to me, every time I feel like I've arrived, I get another I get another revelation of what, what I need to put down. Um, so this chapter is just so powerful. Um, I had to forgive myself and forgive God for, um, for the um, sick ideas I had about how things should run. And today, you know, like many of you said, my higher power is all-inclusive, all-loving, all powerful and it is not me and as long as I can keep that in the forefront of my mind um, I'm going to have a pretty decent day and I'm not going to need to use uh, any of my um, behaviors or substances to get through the day today and I take God with me wherever I go it's usually the first thing I think of when I wake up and the last thing I think of before I go to bed at night and I continue to grow and seek 
and learn and it will come it will come if you keep searching for it so um it, it took a lot longer for me than i wanted it to but it's definitely um it's better than i ever thought it could be so thank you for letting me share and have a great day thank you uh colleen m um and we have time maybe for four more names who would like to share Christoph Sorry, who's that? Andy. Christoph. Sandy. I heard. I heard Sandy. Christoph. Nancy C. Chris. Sorry, who's C? Nancy. Daisy. Roy. Nancy. Daisy. Sorry, can you spell that? I'm having a hard time hearing today. N-A-N-C-Y. Oh, my gosh, Nancy, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I feel silly now. And one more name. Royce B. Roy B? Yeah, Roy. All right. So, okay. So we have um, Sandy, Christoph, Nancy C., and Roy B., um, Sandy, um, you're up next, followed by Christoph, if you can give me your uh, initial of your last name. Sandy, did I hear Sandy? Hi, this is Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God. I, I think I'll be struggling with my concept of God till the day I die unless some miracle happens. What really has helped me is like listening to these meetings for the past few weeks and and realizing that, and, and I mean, that's a God thing to me. I mean, how this meeting is, the whole thing about the meeting, connecting with it. Um, and just really knowing that the most important thing is my relationship with God, whatever God is. And uh, to really just be open every single day to the evidence that there is something greater than me that is is just directing my life. Uh, for me, like another evidence of God is one of the gifts I have definitely from God, is this incredible drive, willingness, energy to seek God, to, to experience, and what that means to me is to experience inner ease in my life, to just, I mean, a bodily feeling of like, I could stop fighting, I could stop striving, I could just relax and let go. That is the hardest thing for me. I am, my real deepest addiction is to fear and panic and everything is falling apart. And Sandy, you better start working because your hair is on fire, you know, to hose down that fire. And, and for me to really get it at a deep level, the hardest thing for me to do is to stop working, is to stop doing, is to stop forcing. And just keep looking for the evidence that God is working in my life. And one of the really deepest evidences that is the feeling of love. 
when I feel love for another human being, when I feel love for myself, which is very rare, that is a higher power. And just to keep opening to the evidence and keep seeking it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy S. Um, Christoph, you're next, followed by um, Nancy C. And Christoph, if you can give me your uh, last name's initial, please. Hi, this is Christoph L. In Pennsylvania, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you very much, Nessa, uh, for your service. Um, I had just yesterday had another uh, thing that was revealed to me, another uh, understanding, another piece of understanding, just like every day that is. And um, I quite enjoyed the uh, the analogy of electricity, just like it was shared earlier today, and we also can find in the big book. Um, because I happen to be an electrician, so I, um, I can, you know, I, I still don't understand electricity. So, but the thing is, for this, uh, one thing that I learned in trade school is that we we cannot understand electricity um, in and of itself. We can only see and understand and and um, and view and observe electricity by its effect. So. You know, I, I can't ever see electricity. I can't ever prove that it's there other than seeing what it does. And that is the light coming on. That That's not, you know, that's not electricity per se that I see. That's the light coming on or a spark, you know, which I guess technically be fire. and Or a, a motor turning, a fan turning, you know, that's electricity at work. I can't see the electricity, I, but I can see what it does. And uh, for me, that that's been really helpful with with my conception of a higher power because I I'm of the understanding of of a quite agnostic understanding that it'd be impossible to to understand what there is. But it really helps me to to be practical with this, and and that really enriches my spiritual life and really gives me something to hold on to when I can just let go of this need to define and this need to to have a name for it and a picture of it in my head and and to imagine exactly what this higher power is you know i if i can accept for myself today that there is a higher power and and that i can feel the effects if i if i honestly want to live by the law of this higher power um which comes to me you know also through the prayer meditation but so if, if I can just do that, I can feel the effects. I can reap the rewards without even knowing what it is, who it is, and and how what it looks like, and what the plan is. You know, because I know deep in my heart, if I did right today, when when I retire at night and I do my step eleven, I I have this feeling. You know, did I do right or no? And and if I can get as as many inputs as I can, you know what they say in the book: be be quick to. Uh, to um, admit where religious people are right, you know, I take I take what what I understand in my heart is right, and I follow that, and the effects of that come to me. The rewards, uh, thank you. The rewards of of living abstinently and doing so happily today. So that's all I have. Thank you so much for listening to me. I pass. Thank you, Christoph L. And uh, Nancy C., you're up next, uh, followed by Roy B. If you each take two minutes, I can get both of you in. Go ahead, Nancy C. 
Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. This is Nancy C., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Ann Arbor, Michigan. This week, um, the shares have been amazing. It's been a very powerful week of change and growth in my own spirituality, listening to everybody talk through this wonderful chapter. And a couple of things that hit me today were three words, seeker, eminence, and relationship. And, you know, I think looking at my life, I've always been a seeker of God, except for I never had a relationship. You know, God was on a throne someplace marking, you know, all my bad things, never any of my good things. Um, And so it wasn't a relationship. It was more of a checklist God, and I was failing miserably. So, you know, even looking at my program today, when I get into that checklist mentality of did I do this, this, and this, that's my old concept of God. And if I look at the evidence in this book first, that, you know, it's been so nicely written that it is unequivocally obvious that there is a solution. There's evidence there that I can recover from this terrible disease, that if I let God help me recover, I can do that. And seeking him happened to me by coming through and listening. I was at a stop. I couldn't think of a power greater than myself. And um, somebody on the line said something one day that clicked with me and I called them and they really helped me come up with with a definition that I could move forward within this program. And it's true that my conception of God and my relationship with him has changed every day that I'm in this program to the point where I'm happy, joyous, and free, and food neutral, and working with other people today. I love this fellowship. And for anybody who's new on the line, say you're new. Let people reach out to you and join us in this fellowship because there's nothing better in the world than being recovered. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Tenzin. Thank you, Nancy C. And Rosie, you have two minutes to take us out. Good morning, fellas. This is Roy Sandby from New Orleans. Um, I love this paragraph. I love this chapter. Um, everything the speakers have said today has have resonated so much with me, um, each and every one, uh, starting with Charles. Um, I grew up as a Catholic girl, and all of our friends were Catholic, and my parents were very active in the church, and We did mission trips and everything was, you know, about the church and the religion, but I'm almost 50. And I have to tell you, I've never had a relationship with God like I've developed in the last year in this program. My first sponsor led me to um, prayer and meditation in a different way. And it has blossomed from there. And it has spilled over to my life, to my my ex-husband to my new relate just everyone and i and i it's this program and this it's not he's not a punishing mean god and he's not gonna punish us you know it's not that's not it um and and the more peace um the, the more i let him in the more peace i feel in my heart and in my life and it spreads to everyone around me so i'm just so thankful um for all of you and for this program and for the power of God. And with that, I pass. Have a great Friday. Thank you, Roseanne B. And uh, that's the end of our um, sharing portion. And um, thank you to everyone who shared. 
Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, March 26, 2021, is 16654. We will now close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, will Rosh G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourselves as to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet up, some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>